Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome at Front School. After 10 years of Barroso's commissions, we can only expect changes. But will these changes be the ones we need, the ones we expect? That's what I would like to look at with you this morning from my own independent academic point of view. However, I won't give you my 2015 wishful list. What I want to do is to list with you what I'm seeing coming, what I think likely. So, what do I think about EU energy policy future after 10 years of Barroso's commissions? Of course, as a professor, I can make it extremely difficult. I am paid to put headaches where there is simple things. I will try not to do with you. I will try to do the opposite, to put simplification where there is none. For this, I even need you to wake up. And I will start with a quiz, quiz number one. How much to simplify where we are? Are we still in the same world that in 2009, when I did say goodbye to Commissioner Pimax and welcome to the new Commissioner Oettinger? What are the assumptions you see there? as too low key to push for reformulation of our EU energy policy frame. First of all, in 2009, I was seeing scarce and pricey fossil fuel. Do you think today that it is too low key or not to reformulate our policy? I was also thinking that, okay, fossil fuel will be pricey, but our suppliers are secure enough. Do you think the same today? It's too low-key, the changes we have seen, or not? Third, I was thinking, well, internal market is needed to get power price convergence in the EU from CCGT competition. The outcome we got is too low-key for a reformulation or not? Fourth, I was thinking, we are going to put a price on carbon everywhere, everywhere relevant for sustainability. Yes, seen from today. Too low-key for reformulation or not? Last, not the least, I want seen a green revolution with plenty of green jobs and the EU becoming the world green manufacturing leader. Since from today, open for a reformulation or not? Give us, give me, your high-key, low-key rating for each of these assumptions. The pool is open, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so I think we are having some little issue with the software. So, uh, I can tell you the result now. Yeah, please do. Yeah, so 
The highest result is the fourth option, so putting a price on CO2, everywhere okay. relevant for sustainability, with 51%. The second highest is the first one, with uh, scarce and pricey fossil fuel. Okay. And then we have almost at the same percentage, the fifth one, uh, green revolution, jobs and okay. world manufacturing leadership, okay. and 36% fossil fuel um, pricey but supplier secure enough. Okay. While the, the last one is the third one, internal market needed. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, okay, good. Interesting. I do appreciate having your views. Uh, your views are, are, are good. I do appreciate that you have strong uh, expectations for carbon pricing. And um, as you are going to see, you are online with one of the key uh, reformulation of European policy. However, you will see how myself, I see the world I was in. You will see that in my mind, all the five are really questioning what we did and questioning what we should do. If fossil fuel is not pricey, I what's the competitiveness of the other options. If our suppliers are not secure, for us European, what do we do? The US are not the policemen of the world anymore. If the internal market is not conceived for the power generation we have today, but for the older ones, ECGT, what do we do with this market? If we are unable to put a price on carbon, how will we get it? And of course, this green revolution is not trendy anymore, what will become the willingness to pay for it? So in my mind, these key things together are really questioning for changes. But do not worry too much about what I think, because I am, many, I am making many mistakes. And you have to know that in 2009, I was banking on these five assumptions and I was not foreseeing any change of them. How wrong was I? Maybe how wrong I am today. However, I won't try to remedy to the past. I will only look at the future. So I did select five tracks of energy policy upgrade not because they choose the past, but because they prepare the future. You will see that I am very selective because I did skip the grids, I did skip roughly R&D. Even the details of the reshuffling of the CO2 markets are not tackled. I took only five options or five tracks because I have only five fingers. A bit stupid, but true. After five, it's becoming too difficult for me to put together. First, I will look at the internal electricity market currently in a deep crisis. Do we have any European remedy coming? Second, the internal gas market. The last mile seems needed to achieve it, but others are saying no, 1,000 miles more to make it work. We now know that we will have 28 national ways to go from 2020 to 2030. But could this lead us as European Union somewhere? Fourth, 
we know that this 2030 like policy, 20 national ways, will ask the energy policy governance we have at European level. Do we have an, any appropriate European framework from this new 2030 like very decentralized energy policy? And last but not least, external energy, security and policy. Will we get some energy union regarding foreign energy affairs, or will we stay only with the existing energy disunion? To keep simplifying, I will only contrast a mini and a maxi option for each of these key issues. And I would like to remember you that it's not my own wishful list, it's only what I'm seeing coming or likely. Let's start with the internal electricity market, of course, in an obvious crisis. By the way, this crisis is mainly at the wholesale level. At the retail, we have riots against pricing, but at retail, we have also a wave of coming innovation. So crisis, in my mind, is concentrated on the wholesale. Do we have or do we need European remedy? A very trendy mini option today is to say, no, sorry, we do not need that much. We can do a few fixes to the existing wholesale power target model, like creating a really reflexive market for flexibility at short-term horizon to deal with the intermittency of most of the renewables. But for the rest, we need nothing. If we have redundant plants, they have to die. And notably, the CCGT can go to the slaughterhouse. We need CCGT euthanasia. Of course, totally opposed to this mini, we have a maxi camp which says, we are sorry, but the existing market model will not work for sustainability. By sustainability, they mean sustainable technology choice in the long run, investment choice in the long run, even operation of the power system in the long run. And they propose at least three components of change for the market model for entry. They ask for long-term price guarantee, quite a change. Also, for the long-term grid access guarantee, a big change too. For operation, they say the same like the Mini, they would like a short-term flexibility responsiveness. For, as you can see, we have very constructed options for the fixing of the European wholesale crisis. If we go to the retail, we have as much difference between the two camps trying to influence the European policy. The first mini camp says about retail, let companies do innovation, do not try to do it for them. We need only at the European level a no regret platform, which is only a European commodity standard of retail operation, some cybersecurity, some unbundling of DSOs, but DSOs are so different from Denmark to Italy that you cannot have the same rules everywhere. Totally opposed 
to this mini camp, we have the maxi camp. The maxi camp says, you will not have a wave of innovation in the retail in Europe. We are not in the US. We do not have a level playing field for retail innovation. If you want a wave of innovation, you really need a full smart retail third package, like an EU retail market target model, an EU full grid unbundling for distribution, an EU level distribution grid code, an EU level ITC code, an EU level methodology for distribution planning and distribution grid regulation. And you also need to create an association of distribution operators, NSOE, and an NSOE large enough to twin and to mirror NSOE, the Association for Transmission Operators. Really a change, quite even a revolution at European level. Now, let's look at the internal gas market. We know that this market is confronted or submitted to two types of shocks. Let's say US shale gas for the price and Russia-Ukraine fight for the volume. But you will see that a big camp is saying simply, and so what? We have international shocks. It doesn't tell that we should change our market. The gas mini camp is advocating that our internal market is roughly good. We have to consolidate it. We have to add, we have to add a few connections west-east. We have to add some better capacity allocation or balancing regimes here. A few, a couple of market couplings there, but we cannot do better than having a full-fledged, well-functioning internal market. To do something else will be wrong. Of course, the gas maxi camp is saying quite the opposite. Do not dream. There is no purely market-based remedy to earthquake. If you want, if we want to be prepared for gas earthquake, we need public intervention. As we need to check the national gas security plans for consistency, particularly at the regional level. We need to create EU gas stocks, EU gas flows monitoring. We need new investment vehicles for TSOs to undertake non-commercially viable investments as LNG terminals or external interconnections. We are going to the third step, which starts again with a quiz. The third step is that we will get 28 national targets for going from 2020-20 to 2030. We know that our leaders, the heads of EU member states, have quitted the path opened at Berlin in 2007. Some of us think, well, why not? And the other thinks, Frankensteinly, no thanks. Do you think that having 28 national paths 
will not permit us to reach a favorable 2030 gate to 2050 full decarbonization, do you think that yes, we cannot do make it or no, we can? Give me your point, your view. Could you give me the results? Sure. Okay, so 56% of the people said yes. We 44 cannot. said no. Yeah, that's a pretty, uh, pretty um, interesting result, and it shows really where we are. We wonder, we will be able to make it, won't we be? And we are roughly half, half. And it is very well reflected into this. We know that the end of the Berlin 2007 return targets will push a deep renationalization of energy targets. But in itself, it's not a proof that we won't make it. So we have a substantial mini camp saying, come on, we are only exiting renewable priority. As long as we are scaling back to carbon containment, we keep greenhouse gas cap, we are good. We add to it some R&D and at international level green funding, it should work. And if you look at the Stern and Calderon report for United Nations in September last year, they say EU is on a good track with 2030 targets. However, they add that we should call for a full fossil subsidy phasing out, EU is still far from it, and a progressive coal ban. We are also far from it. But there is a mini camp. There is also a maxi camp. The maxi maxi is the maxi maxi target is defeated because we have a veto from the European Council. So we will not get the maxi maxi target. However, we have half of the European member states being willing a maxi target. So they are numerous enough to create a voluntary binding energy efficiency target for the willing. First, it's easy because it doesn't touch national energy mix. You can be for energy efficiency and for shale gas, or energy efficiency and renewable, the coalition can be large. Energy efficiency has a growth support flavor. It touches building, but also circular economy, shared economy. And third, we can see that the time has come in Europe to discuss efficiency action plan. See Germany, the plan issued in, in December. The only big issue with this is Will the national plans be open enough to have a European effect? Or will each country close its borders to the others? And will we be able to organize the financing and the bankability of energy efficiency? Because most of our countries are financially stressed. Only Germany is absolutely not. The first point is simply the consequences on the third. We have 28 national ways, but then do we have any appropriate framework now at the EU level? Could Commission monitor 28 national ways with its existing toolbox being made of internal market plus competition? A mini-comp says, why not? Do not worry. Be EU market happy. European Commission has all needed weaponry in internal market and competition policy toolbox. We, as Europeans, we do not need to do more than to push all renewables in an open market, to ask all capacity mechanisms to be DGCOM compliant, 
to ask all new retail market and all new demand response mechanisms to be internal market and Digicom compliant, and the rest we do not care. The MaxiComp is totally opposed to this and say again, do not dream. How could you think you will frame a demanding non-market issue like greenhouse gas sustainability only with market-related tools when the market for carbon pricing does not work? It is time to discuss a new comprehensive governance in Europe with new ad hoc powers like an energy union giving to the EU regulatory powers, a say in tax and subsidies, a say in emission caps, a say in national plans consistency approval. The second question being, but who will do this? The Commission, some euro bodies, some regional groups of member states, NRAs, market operators and TSOs, big question open. The last one is as big as the former one. It is about external security and policy. We have here three camps. The mini-mini-camp, business as usual. Our best friend are the internal markets. We do not need anything else. The second camp is internal market plus, mini-plus, Ottinger and Tusk. They think that our internal market will give their best if they integrate our borders, and, with, and they say that today our borders are not Europeanized, are still national. It touches interconnection planning and unbundling with third countries, access and tariffs of these interconnections, supply agreements, contracts with external countries. It touches also integration between the EU internal markets and the energy community markets. There is also a maxi camp, which is smaller. It says that energy union is, is facing issue with substantial power needed to put EU on track. EU security is too close for other security affairs that touch key member states sovereign powers. The challenges we have are as big as European defense community and European coal and steel community in the 50s. They agree that all mini plus proposals are good, but they would add to ask on the top external affairs as energy community, energy charter, neighboring policy. What they ask is that all these proposals should be embedded in a new treaty which is binding for the member states with new rules and new laws, or a new pro-treaty being a Schengen-like alliance of 10 or 15 willing member states. To conclude, you may think that we are going to see a lot of change and of work, or you may think that we won't see anything and that EU will come back to its non-energy policy era 74-2004, we will see. That's it. Okay, thank you Jean-Michel. So we can now start with the Q&A session and before doing this I will share your webcam so that um, all attendees can see you while you answer the questions. Perfect, we, we can now see.
Great. So we've collected some questions. I would start from from this one. So, uh, in fact, how are electricity market mini and gas market mini options linked? Uh, does the first imply the second? Uh, as you mentioned, that um, CCGT euthanasia. In that case, somebody say uh, gas consumption growth could then only come from industrial and residential uses, uh, and therefore there would there would be no further need to develop the gas sector if not for security of supply. So the question is answered. The mini power and the mini gas fit well together and they reinforce each other, obvious. Okay. <clears throat> now, a second question is on point three two of your uh, tenth slide. Uh, it's about the Maxi 2030 target option. Uh, when you say uh, the coalition of the willing, do you mean a restricted set of countries? And if so, uh, wouldn't excluding some countries be a mini option as it will somehow create a two-speed energy union? The, the strange maxi option we have is a two-speed two European Union because we are unable to get the 28 member states on board. Half of them are against energy efficiency. Half of them are rather in favor and the idea is to create a two-step Europe exactly the way that we have a two-step Europe for Schengen. UK is not applying Schengen. Or for Eurozone, UK is not applying Eurozone. So why not to have a Europe doing energy efficiency as a, pol a public policy, I mean, and other parts of Europe do not see the point there. Okay. Thank you for this answer. So we go to a third question, which is on um, external energy maxi option. Uh, can you argument more on your external energy maxi option? Uh, what powers um, member states should forego to the European Commission? For example, the energy mix or the share of imported energy? Uh, or should solidarity mechanism be created between member states? Can you tell us something more? But again, the question is perfect, so the question is given the answers. Eh? Um, in this maxi option, let's assume trade. Let's assume that trade rules should be respected by countries. Okay, but then do we give to any European authority the right to say to a country, I'm sorry, but your contract with Kazakhstan is not respecting our trade rules, so you cannot keep this draft, you have to change it. Or the same with solidarity. Could uh, any European authority, even HOE, uh, what authority is open, say to a country, I'm sorry, but the way you are using your interconnection in case of emergency is totally incorrect, anti-European, you cannot keep it, you have to change. Should we do this? That's a question which is open. And I would like to remember you that exactly what the American regulator does. Most of the time, the American regulator, the federal fair, does not act, but react decision taken. This is very open. And the question is, will we make it if we have no authority having the right to say or to do something? 
Okay. Uh, there's a question which is not uh, strictly related to present European uh, Energy Union, uh, but it's about neighboring countries, which are which is really important for um, security of supply in a sense. Uh, it's about Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So the question is: um, Are there any regulatory, let's say, uh, lessons to be learned? Uh, from in, in Ukraine concerning Europe, uh, also in the view of the security of supply of or integrating um, Ukraine or other neighboring countries uh, in European policies. But what we can say is that, uh, to say the least, uh, Ukraine has been integrated a lot in the European Union uh, uh, frame, while energy community is this. We have an energy community already. Huh? Ukraine is part of the internal market, but of course it's, it's, it's not a joke, but it's mainly a paper or a, or, a, or, a, or a motto, it's not a reality. And this is a big concern for us as Europeans. Not only we have countries with which we are linked, but we have also uh, so many neighbors that we should think about our neighbors as deep partners. How to make it work? This, I do not have any answer, huh? but let's take Spain, Morocco. Of course, in practice, Spain is independent when looking at Morocco power, power lines. But that's strange because European Union can reach Morocco only through these lines. So why these lines are not Europeanized a bit or fully? I cannot catch why. Mm. Okay, thank you for this answer. And now, just a time for our last question. So it's about um, electricity retail market. So in, it's a general question. So what will be the influence of uh, the energy community system in the electricity retail market? So in a sense, uh, if you can argument more uh, about the, the, the development uh, options of electricity retail market. I do not fully catch the question, so I may say that I may say that for the leading camp today in the EU, we have to let the industry do the work. So we need only very light definitions, maybe the, the one we have for internet, if, if I can use metaphor. Internet is not heavily regulated. We have some basic rules. And then companies do what they think appropriate, and consumers vote for this or that company, this or that technology. So the dominant camp is saying this, let's do the same. Let, we let companies do the, the work. And a minority camp is saying, come on, we are not in an open internet world in the EU for retail energy. We are in entrenched incumbent industry since decades. We have the same company leading the same area. So this company will not let the innovation come. The same way that Sony didn't see coming Apple. The same way that Kodak didn't see coming Samsung. Incumbent industry have billions of money and thousands of jobs invested. 
So they cannot push for any fancy innovation because it is trendy. They have to protect their base. It's legitimate. But for the maxi camp, it is exactly what the European industry will do. And we will miss the retail innovation wave. <laughs>